Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson. Me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane McGuire. Today we're speaking with journalist and mental health campaigner Bryony Gordon. Probably our funniest guest ever. hundred percent. It was. You're in for a treat. It was so funny. <laughs> it was very, very so funny. funny. Um, Quite sweary though. Quite sweary. Yeah, a bit of a warning probably for anyone, you know, there is a little, <laughs> the, there will, this will be marked as an explicit episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we'll say it now as well. A bit of effing and jeffing goes on. So um, yeah, you know, if you're uh, not into that vibe then I would, you know... But it's in, it's in the kind of... Oh, it's all I done know, in a very, like... In the right spirit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, she's not... In the right she's spirit. not... Uh, friendly swearing. <laughs> friendly, jovial swears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, now, Rick, you weren't with us last week. Um, uh, and me and Jane made some bold claims about your running. So I think it's... Without really knowing what we said, well, uh, all right, we'll, we'll enlighten you. Jane thought that you were living a world of regret after not breaking <laughs> eight hours for your 50 mile race. Yeah. And I said that you had dramatically backtracked on the claim that you were only going to run short distances and you are now officially signed up to the UTMB. So well, I think you're, you're, you're both right. So what I'm doing is I'm running around in a hair shirt to punish myself. Oh, um, good. Barefoot and training for um, the UTMB. Uh, this year no I, I was thinking i might have a go at a, at a half marathon actually um because the big half got postponed and so it's now on like 22nd of august mm-hmm. so i was like maybe i really like the half marathon as, as a distance because i think it doesn't it doesn't take over your life to the same extent that a marathon does and uh and the big half it's you know what it's not a great looking route but it is really quick so yeah. i was thinking maybe i am um, have a go at that in some in some of the super shoes because I've sort of you know again I've been a little bit sort of behind the curve on putting a pair of the uh, super shoes on I'm just thinking maybe maybe I, maybe I just need to get get involved do you know what I mean so I was really wrong I said you'd be running barefoot but you've got yeah you, couldn't you be are more full wrong, of exactly, surprises yeah. Rick I can't <laughs> predict what this man will do next I mean, super shoe, super shoe Rick in a half marathon is not what we yeah thought, you're gonna be like there we go. yeah watch this space. What's your half marathon PB, Rick? Well, I did run it at the big half, actually. So it's, it's 122.40 something. Right. And what were you wearing on your feet? Just some normal shoes, Ben. Just some, just shoes. some Clarks. So, do I just, so basically, do I just need to put on some more shoes and I'll take like Mate, two minutes off? Just don't or, even or do worry about training. training. Just get some super shoes. Yeah. Negate, so negate were... the training and uh, just put some shoes on. Someone has been coming out, haven't they, recently? A Kenyan uh, marathoner, um, Laroop, I believe. And she was saying that she thought that people wearing the super shoes is tantamount to, to doping yeah it's not a new opinion serious? but it's quite interesting to have a you know an athlete say it because normally athletes i mean it's massive generalization but it normally goes well to be competitive i have to get on yeah. board with it yeah so 
and that's fair enough completely like if you if you've trained for a year for an event and you want to be up there doing your best as in relation to everyone else and yeah you're going to need a pair of these shoes but yeah it's interesting that that's still a a hot take within the world of athletics that it's you know cheating but i don't know yeah. i mean she's retired and she's maybe it's easier to say what you really think when you've retired i don't know yeah of course yeah because you're not you're not in amongst it i guess yeah, it's yeah. probably yeah. Jane, what, what have you been up to on the running front? Because um, you're kind of getting back to back to full fitness. I am doing the London Triathlon. Um, so running is all good, like standard kind of ticking over. But I, I really need to start doing my other training. So I was lucky enough to be near the sea this weekend. And I decided to put my wetsuit on and go, go swimming in the sea. And... I'm quite a confident swimmer, but I'm I'm not. I don't have any sea smarts. So I, you know, my my <laughs> boyfriend and my puppy were on the beach, kind of watching me, and I just I just swam in the sea like you would in lanes in a pool. So I just went out, and I was thinking, bloody hell, this is this is wild. Like, what is going on? And I turned around and looked back at the beach. And I was like, shit, I'm really I'm really far out. Like, what's what's going on here yeah i think i think just swimming out that's i think you're better off swimming yeah across, well this you? is the yeah. thing when i then when i eventually we're talking like 20 minutes later got back to the beach um dave said to me what are you doing you meant to swim adjacent to the beach and i was like why did no one tell me that before i just paddled out and nearly died <laughs> Just an, just an image of you. I did warn all of our listeners last week that you were a confident swimmer. I am swimmer confident, and that but they shouldn't worry too about confident. you. Yeah. And I, when I when I told yeah, I true. told my mum this story last night, and she was like, "Jane, that is mad. That's awful." So, mum, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry again. Like, I, I now I'm, I'll never do that again. Swim adjacent to the beach, <laughs> listeners. But yeah, so my first training swim wasn't really like my whole body aches today. It was more kind of trying to fight the current to not. To survive, yeah, <laughs> it was right. more bell grills than triathlon training. <laughs> but um, but then London, you know, London's not London triathlon's not going to be the sea, is it? So it just confirmed that I'm never going to do an Ironman or something where you have to actually swim in the sea. Um, yeah, but it's good though. The, the, the swim start can be quite hectic. So I think if you've you know tested your stress factor with some <laughs> waves and some strong <laughs> undercurrents then you'll be all right with and no lifeguards because it's may and i was on the dog friendly beach not the swimming beach um so you know so many errors but you live and learn and i'm here to tell the tale so that's a positive <laughs> but, but the swimming bit when you were actually swimming and not worrying about you know drowning was that quite good? oh yeah i mean fine i mean I, i'm i am confident that i can still swim which is good i'm not i'm not i'm not here to break records and go quick but um my lovely coach has set me some really intense looking swimming like swimming plan training i thought he'd just be like yeah go to the pool but it looks quite like do this at this speed and that at that speed which i'm a bit a bit worried about but i will let you all know how i get on once you know i pop pop down to my local leisure center not the sea <laughs> good stuff. Ben, beat that, mate. Beat that. What have you been up to? That's incredible. I not. I mean, not a lot in terms of <laughs> you know that. I've got very little. I've sort of got, I've reverted the other way. I've, I've um we've got uh a I've got a treadmill in um just as oh, all wow. the just right. as all the gyms have opened <laughs> and uh, just as the weather improves, the, you've weather, got treadmill the weather gets better. But you know, part of the job is testing these things out. So a treadmill arrived, and I've been doing some treadmill running at home. Which uh, how's it going? Is, 
it's all right actually it's quite nice to sort of have for that bit of kit and the availability the availability of it to be just like there mm. and ready to go uh, that's what appeals to on. me i think just to like it's it's good it's like there's, there's no there is like faffing with technology which i just really bothers me when you're sort of trying to sync things up to make it work properly and it doesn't and then you have to sort of like restart bluetooth or whatever it is you need to do that annoys me because then i'm like i could just be outside doing this but when it is seamless and it all just starts working then um yeah it's great I've, I've you know and, and i've got up and not had to wake anyone up trying to find kit and you know banging around in the morning opening the front door i can just get downstairs and uh you know start it up it's quite quiet yeah it's been pretty good but i've only done like f- f- maximum five miles on it and then beyond that I, I'm, I'm beginning to get like i'm getting a bit bored so um but yeah it's quite good quite good for like little intervals and bits and pieces like that but um yeah that's about it really but if, you know that's it no i won't uh, you'll if you, if you see me soon i'll just be sort of a pale <laughs> an even more pale shade than i was before as i do all my exercise inside now and i'll be really tanned from all that sea swimming i'm doing and spending hours just a, just in the water <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to wrestle my way back to shore <laughs> So I've got a suspicion that people don't come to the podcast for our cutting edge news, but we've got some news anyway, haven't we? About the um, about the uh, Olympics potentially. Well, Sadiq Khan says he's going to he, he's pledging to try to bring the Olympics back to London if he gets in as mayor, uh, and he try to bring it in for the next twenty years. I, I, my memories of London twenty twelve were so positive. I thought it was so amazing, like it was such a sort of cultural and sporting high point, such a great time to be British. But I don't think it needs to come back to London again for you know, probably best part of the century. It doesn't kind of feel right. There's other cities in the UK that I think are kind of, we should should be shared out a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, 20, yeah, 2012 was just such, was so massive and the build-up and the regeneration of East London and all the bits and pieces that went with it seem like that's what made it so good. I think you're yeah. right. I think that, yeah, that needs to happen somewhere else in the UK or, I don't know, it seems like, it seems like a, I just... When something's that good first time round, is it going to be that good again? Well, I don't know the other if things. I've ever yeah. told either of you, but I was a games maker. I helped to make. Oh I helped God. to make the games. So as a, <laughs> as a games maker, I'm all for it. Let's do it again. It was so fun. And oh, uh, oh would you do? Would you be? Can you be a games maker again, or do you think it's just a one one sort of once in a lifetime? Good thing? question. They didn't. They didn't arm us with that knowledge when we when we received our little everyone received everyone who made the games like me received a little baton at the end (laughs) with it was a silver baton it says london 2012 don't know where it is but you know if anyone if anyone needs me keepsake i'm ready (laughs) probably somewhere in my parents house (laughs) treasure keepsake yeah i'm sure i'm ready it's just one of those sort of promises as well that like like you could have the, you could, like as Sadiq Khan, who I'm a fan of, could have the best intentions in the world. Say, I'm going to try and bring it back to London. What like what if there's no appetite for it coming back? What if they're like, yeah. like no, no, it's not coming, not coming there. Oh, it's not the Olympics promise again. In some ways. Oh God, <laughs> oh tra- traffic was awful. Um, no, I think it's you know, I think it's one of these things that just gets said. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm impressed. I, I, I didn't know that about yeah. Jane though. She actually made the games. I, made, I helped make the games. Anyone who went to the beach volleyball probably has met me already. I was there all the time. Um, Go. Yeah, just working with the working with the army to keep everyone safe. <laughs> <laughs> you and the oh. army, Jane, protecting the masses. That's what we like to <laughs> yeah, hear. Yeah, there was no event good, good. at the beach volleyball, and you can all thank me for that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> 
Right then, should we bring on our guest of the week? Yes, let's do it. Guest of the week. Here in the studio. Guest of the week. Sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete. Could be a physio. Or a complete unknown. Our guest of the week is an incredibly funny journalist, author and mental health campaigner, Bryony Gordon, alongside writing for The Telegraph and publishing several best-selling books. Bryony is a founder of Mental Health Mates, a peer support group for people with mental health problems and a veteran of the London Marathon. Bryony, welcome to the Runners World podcast. How have you found lockdown, Bryony? Have you been a positive thing for you or have you found it an absolute drag? <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a positive thing for anybody. Can I swear? Uh, yeah, Can uh, I yes, swear? Yes. Um, I think it's been fucking awful. I've, I have, I, uh, it's been, um, I've hated it. I don't, do you know what? I thought I was okay. I thought I'd like, oh, this is fine. And also initially at the beginning of it, so this time last year, I was like, I've been planning for this since I was nine. Like the world, the world was going to end. And I was like, oh, I'm, everyone was freaking out. And told I you. was like, oh no, I've got the, I've got this. I told you things were going to go very badly wrong um no so I actually was kind of quite chilled about it and I was like yeah and there were bits of me that were quite relieved because uh I didn't have to you know like just the opportunity to just be in my house and not have to see people and I realized the bit of me that was relieved wasn't me it was like my mental illness do you know what I mean it was I I have a name for my OCD and my depression and my alcoholism and I I call it Jareth (laughs) the Goblin King after the David (laughs) Bowie character in Labyrinth fantastic yeah (laughs) And, terrifying and uh, and because uh, because because ja- jaris mm. was like evil but ever so slightly <laughs> enticing in his silver trousers and um and and so i i uh, uh, like uh, uh, yeah jaris had been like i he's disappeared into the recesses of my brain and then lockdown hit and he was like <laughs> <laughs> um and you know he he's like i'm gonna get her comfy now at the very front of your brain Brady. and um you know i always say that the thing that all mental health issues have in common is that they work by Mm. isolating you so they lie to you and they tell you that you're a freak and they tell you that you're alone and they tell you that no one's ever going to understand what you're going through and that just is bullshit sorry my um my 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 i'm taking my apple watch off because it keeps sending me like news alerts uh and i'm like oh what's happened nothing interesting uh, uh yeah but so but so this was obviously this is state sanctioned isolation and i thought i was okay and i think for the first one i was fine and the second one schools were open <laughs> fine you know um but i really think i have i think it manipulate you know the, the very situation we're in is sort of manipulating our brains into a depressive state you know yeah so i think it's been really hard and i i don't think i've realized how hard it's been until like recently when I've um now things are starting to open up again and I suddenly realize I've got energy and I want to see people and in fact this morning I dropped my daughter off at school and I bumped into someone and they were like oh how are you Bryony and I started crying (laughs) (laughs) but like in happiness like I was just like I'm okay but I don't think I have been but I think that's the same for lots of people I think if I'd if I'd felt the way i felt in the last four months any other time I would have gone for outside help but because I knew what it was about and I I haven't and also I'm very lucky in that I have um been able to kind of build up 
resources yeah. and like a toolkit uh, over the years. So, um, yeah. So, but I, I, you know, like I know, I also caveat that by saying I know people have had far worse lockdowns and I don't, you know, I, I'm not, um, I, and I understand why we've had to have yeah. them and stuff like that. But um, I do think they're very bad for mental health. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, completely. I think we, and we've talked about this a fair old bit because you have to. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that, as you say, you've, you've perhaps developed tools over the years to help cope with these things. But I certainly have not suffered from any form of that. I'm very fortunate in the fact that I've not really had anything that I recognize personally as depression. Yet lockdown, 100%. Like I was just like, you, you, you don't ever realize what's going on until you've kind of they're going oh wow this is this is exactly it like i now see you see what i mean you can't it's that as you say that's the state breeds that sort of slightly well depressive state into you in that sort of and even as someone who's who wouldn't have acknowledged it before perhaps i was like wow this is this is actually really this is this is this is some place to be in and i think and i think that some people like i i think the danger the, the dangerous thing comes when you when you think you're okay in it and like i i certainly got to i certainly found myself at a point where i was like no no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i don't want to see mm. anyone i'm fine i just want to but then I realized I wake up every morning and the thought of having like one Zoom call, like me, this, if this was three months ago, I would have like, like I would have been yeah. terror and anxiety about it. And oh God, and it would, it would have weighed on me for the whole week. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. what's happened this time is I, you know, because I feel like I've got a bit more energy. I was like, oh yeah, I've got to do a, I've got to do a podcast this afternoon. That's great. So I'll get to chat to some people. Yeah, so I, I, I'm feeling quite energetic today. Like you've, you've caught me in a slightly <laughs> playful mood, but <laughs> and you know it could be different tomorrow. Has, has, um, has running for you been something that you've turned to in lockdown? Because I know a lot of people have kind of come into running. And they've, they've noticed that it's a way to sort of re-energize yourself. Have you done some of that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing I've been able to turn to. <laughs> like, what else is there? I mean, I, yeah. I, I was training for the London Marathon yeah. when it hit. When it hit, so, um, but, uh, but you know, it's interesting how very quickly, without something to train for, I was like, oh, I'll just go and yeah, do five yeah. k, and I was like, whoa, last week I did fifteen miles, and now I can't do. You know, there have been times when I've really felt like I was mm. wading through treacle, and also. Honestly, I'm like if I have to run round my local. Oh my god! One I know time, the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 500 times, I must have run round Clapham yes. Common, and the, the other day, the other day, I was like, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. It's just, it's like I, I literally felt like I was wading through treacle. So I got in an Uber. And the Uber driver was like, where can I take you to? And I was like, can you take me to Kedwood House in Hampstead Heath? Which is like nowhere near where I live. And he was like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to run back. And he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, I I'm just going to run back. Like, I just needed to be in a different area. And I was like, oh, I can now go and exercise. So yeah, I got dropped off at Kedwood House. And then I didn't run all the way back. I ran to like Marble Arch. But it was amazing. And so how I realized how much of running yeah. is mental. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I was like, oh, look, uh, look, a new part of the world. And, oh, and there's, you know, and there's Regent's Park and the zoo and da da da, da. And it just kind of, just the K's yeah. kind mm. of ticked by. Uh, 
Whereas in my, uh, you know, I feel like, (laughs) like, I feel like I'm doing like a five hour 5k (laughs) moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That local loop that you went, I'll just go and do the local loop. Oh God. Yeah. Are Are you someone who runs with other people or is it something you do mainly on your own? Oh my god! So I used to only do it on my own, uh, and now I, I I can't do it unless I have my friend Emma with me. Basically, so my friend Emma is um, she is uh, she is a mama of triplets, and she also has another child, uh, and she also has secondary wow. breast cancer. She's pretty incredible. And a few years ago, she said to me, oh, could you could you get me into running? And I was like, yes, of course I can. Like, as if I am, like, Paula Radcliffe the or gateway. something. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and we started running because she lives locally. And now she's, like, way ahead of me. She, like, she, did the, she did the marathon. She did the London, the virtual London marathon in October. She's way fitter than me, do you know what I mean? Even though she's, like, yeah. in the Marsden every Wednesday for... <laughs> for um chemotherapy and stuff um but she's yeah and we 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 sort of run but it's as much about the ranting and the raving as it is about the running so yeah we we do we we run three four times a week together um i did she did come with me to kemp i did meet her at kenwood house uh well i wasn't just by myself (laughs) but um yeah so and, and and that's that's really integral um I don't really know what I'd do without her. And I do find, I have, I sometimes I will, I'll pull myself out of bed and go by myself and listen to some like music, but it, it tends to be like my, my phone will play me like Disney, Disney's favorites. <laughs> me like, but when it was like, okay. you had to, you couldn't go with other people. How was that? Because that was, you know, part of lockdown or did you? Oh uh, yeah. Or did I break lockdown and just go no, with no, other no, people but anyway? Like, but did you, did you, because did, I know that, you know, obviously you can bubble with people like that, but I mean, it's just, it's, that was, I think that was, it was kind of a, it was a cruel twist that you obviously, the running was a real sort of like, oh wait, we can still exercise outside, thank goodness. But at the same time, like, as you said, people relied so heavily on, on that community side of it, be it one person or park run as a massive event or something like yes. that. Like the, 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 the sort of, it was a sort of double-edged sword of great I can still run but it's not going to be as therapeutic as it always has been I also think that first lockdown when you couldn't run with anyone else was also people were very very um yeah there was a sort mm. of anxiety yeah, yeah. about For runners sure. you know yeah and, and I myself would get really annoyed when someone would come like you know we didn't know enough we, we still don't know that much but um yeah I remember being very uh aware and I, I carried on running because I was like I need to yeah. I need yeah. to get out of the house like um <laughs> uh, by myself <laughs> like actually being by myself was quite nice when you've got um you know a, a small child I love my small child don't get me wrong um but you know you need that space um, but I was kind of that person that was kind of throwing themselves into a hedge because I didn't want to be in anyone's way. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I I, uh, I I can't. You know, I I've I've not stopped the whole time running. Like that's been really important to me. And I think because it is a way, it was a way to kind of like change the scenery. Um, you know, I've been in this bedroom. <laughs> for a year now can we talk about how you started running is it true it all kind of came about through talking to the royal family is this uh is this true (laughs) i mean uh 
sort of yeah no, i had rum before i like i don't only do things like i'm not like the biggest monarchist and i'm like i'll only do to something if off, the royal yeah. family tell me to do it you know okay sure yeah okay yeah like um i so yeah so i had started doing a bit of running so i have a history of uh obsessive compulsive disorder and depression and i'd written about that and i'd set up this walking group uh which encourage called mental health mates five years ago which encourages people to get out of the house and come together because we know you know we hear all the time about exercise being you know really good for your mental health but there didn't seem to me to be any way in which people could come together in the same way you could for you know to play football or I always saw people doing yeah park run or military fitness or something but I was like where is the thing for you know, people with mental health issues. So I set up Mental Health Mates and um, I, through that, I got invited to the launch of Heads Together in 2016, May 2016. And I'd literally set up Mental Health Mates in the January. Uh, But I'd been writing a lot about my own mental health. Anyway, I got invited to the launch and um, it was at the Olympic Park. And I think they just announced that Heads Together was going to be the official charity of the London Marathon 2017. And, anyway, and I was introduced to um, the Duchess of Cambridge. And um, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I was like, oh, are you going to run the marathon? And she was like, oh, I, I can't because security. It's a bit difficult to like secure. But I was like, I was like, yeah yeah sure good excuse I was like if I can do it anyone can I was like I don't know why I just said I could do a marathon I can't run for a bus do you know what I mean like I could eat, <laughs> eat a marathon but I couldn't like run one and she was like oh are you gonna do a marathon and then the guy from his girl was like yeah why don't you do the marathon I was like I guess I'm gonna do the marathon so I I signed up and like it, yeah it was it was a real revelation to me um <sighs> you know like running so like I don't know like I'd tried all of these combinations of things to try and deal with my mental health like alcohol illegal drugs and um I was getting to the stage of my life then where I was realizing that they weren't working that they weren't working and in fact they were making my mental health a lot worse <laughs> yeah who knew <laughs> and I was like maybe the experts are right maybe doing some exercise would be good for my mental health but of course I, like most people, most women in this country, were sort of scar- um, scarred from being brought up in a world where exercise primarily was a form of punishment, you know, and, and, and also MP, yeah, where uh, it was always about making yourself smaller, you know, there was, it wasn't, it, to me, it was always about losing inches around my waist and all of the rest of it. Uh, and I just thought, because I'm not fast, I'm not strong, I'm not any of that, I can't do it. But it's a bit like saying to someone, you know, I always sing this. If you don't have a Michelin star, you're not allowed to cook. Yeah. You know? Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't ever say yeah. that, you know? And so I, it really, I was like, okay, I'll have a go at this. I'll see if I can do it. And it's raising money for a mental health charity. And the moment that I started exercising, because of course I'd, ex- I'd run before, but I've done, I did, I did like the great South run, like I'd done that like seven years before, but it was like very, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I never kind of managed to get into it because it was always, it always became about, oh, I'm not fast enough. I'm not da 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 or I just want to go to the pub and get fucked up. Um, and then, and then, and, 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 and I was like, the, the, 
I guess the moment that I started doing it for the way it made me feel rather than the way it made me look, something really changed in me. And that first marathon was like, I don't know, like every week I realised my body could do a little bit more than I thought it could the week before. And it felt like magic. And then you'd get to that stage in like a long training run where you felt amazing. And I was like, wow, I've done that myself with my own feet. And I and I haven't had to go to the pub or something else, you know. And so when I started running and when I did my first marathon, I was in active alcoholism still. Do you know what I mean? But I didn't, I was like, I was what you would call, you know, what we call a high functioning alcoholic and that I could hide it. But I was, I was just about, te- you know, falling apart. And the, and the marathon was just this incredible experience and I loved it. And, um, and uh, I, I think I saw like this opportunity. My life could be, you know, it was like, oh, I could, I can do this. I can live this life where, yeah. I don't think it's like I, I got, I got, I went into rehab quite soon after that first marathon, um, and it was interesting because I did another marathon in my first year of sobriety with my friend Jada in our mm. underwear <laughs> to kind of yeah. prove that. <laughs> people of all shapes and sizes can do it and I remember thinking oh this one's going to be like much easier than the first one because I haven't drunk I'm much healthier and it was so much harder and I realized the force of alcohol like I had got to that finish line on the in the first one because at the end of it was like a bender because I hadn't obviously I would like I'd stop myself from drinking for the week before and you may think well you can't be an alcoholic then but it was like the biggest it was it was such a struggle like it was such a struggle and I was like just get just do the marathon do the marathon do the marathon and get to the end of it and I went on a bender but I realized the kind of force of the force of alcohol then that it could literally get me through 26.2 miles (laughs) you know running running for the pint of beer at the end and um and uh, yeah. yeah, and the second one, I, uh, obviously, I didn't have the beer at the end of it, and I was like, "What have I got to look forward to?" Like a, like a free Lucas Aid or something, just yeah. a Lucas Aid, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like have oh, a gel. another gel. Yeah, another How gel. exciting! Get high on those gels. But, um, so yeah, so that was interesting for me. So it has been a real kind of, um, a, you know, it's been a it's a, a, a learning curve, mm. I suppose. Mm, did sure. running kind of show, like show you a side of? your personality that you were surprised by and did you learn anything through well I learned that I was a lot tougher than I thought I was Mm. you know because I I always thought I was a bit weak and just sort of gave up at everything but I you know like there I was I remember being at like mile 20 or something I'd be like will there ever be a time that I'm not running this marathon (laughs) (laughs) and I was like get on with it and I remember being like, Bridie, you've had worse. You've had worse things than this. You've got through worse things than this. Do you know what I mean? This is a joy. There are people like shouting your name and handing you out sweets. Like, get on with it. Get the fuck on with it. Um, and I think also, you know, it it helped me when I went to rehab a few months later. I was like, you know, I very much treated it like a marathon. You know, like you have the you know what I mean and I and every time I thought I'd hit a wall I was like just keep going you've got to just carry on you know you just got to keep doing it because what else is there you've got to get to the you know the end not that there is an end in such sobriety but um you know 
but it was like you just keep going and you be we're, I was amazed by what my body could do I didn't I didn't have the confidence in it or um and and you know now I look back and think wow I'm so lucky I'm so lucky to be alive you know because I was in a really bad way uh in that last year and um of my drinking and like wow like just wow my body's amazing you know I was like wow I I completed a marathon and then you know I just it it bought a new sort of gave me a new respect for me I guess definitely yeah definitely um you mentioned doing it in in your underwear your second one um were you surprised at how empowering lots of women found that um or were you did it sort of blow you away into the reaction or did you <laughs> I was get like, the reaction oh, this you is expected? obviously this was gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> uh no it did blow me away it was quite overwhelming like i i don't think i'd sort of um i don't think i'd factored in how yeah how i how how overwhelming it was um it was amazing like it was absolutely amazing uh, you know not a single negative comment which is quite unusual and I remember we'd gone on Good Morning Britain a couple of days before <laughs> and just there were people that had come down especially to cheer us on with like banners you know and it was just it was it was really lovely and of course it was like the hottest marathon London marathon on record oh, God, so in yeah, the end yeah, it was like yeah. I didn't feel I was yeah. quite like relieved um but it was very hard because of the heat um but yeah it was fun I didn't feel self-conscious at all which is weird really that's amazing there's probably some 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 very underdressed people (laughs) doing that race well I thought to myself like the elites they go off running with that kind of outfit on I'm like why can't I you know yeah Uh, and the elites it's easy they get out there and they've they're they're done in two and a half hours do you know what i mean like i'm a real elite i was out there for like (laughs) i don't know six and a half hours in the heart i'm like you can take some lessons from me they'd had their feet up for (laughs) ages Well, Elita Kipchoge is a big fan of the show, actually, so I'm sure... I thought you were going to say he's a big fan of you. Yeah, well, you know. He's a big fan of underwear, is that what you're saying, Rick? any tips... (laughs) We'll let him know. We'll put party details on. (laughs) Like, I, I, yeah, watch him. I, uh, I, yeah, wow. What a, what a, what a... Yeah, what a dude. But I, listen, you know, for me, running has very much been about, um, like, my husband is... Run goes off on a Saturday and runs like thirty k or whatever, and he's like, "Oh look, look at this, look at my splits." And I'm like, "I could not give a fucking shit about your splits." <laughs> like, Get away from me! <laughs> what do you want? A medal? He's like, "I do actually." This is the Runners World podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I probably run and probably walk quicker than I run. Um, but, uh, you know, that was for me as well. It was that thing of like, it's not about, it's, you know, it's not, it's not about, for me, it's not about pace. It's just about being out there, uh, and enjoying myself. And I, I am slow because I'm a, you know, I'm a curvy woman with huge boobs and like that, you know, like when I'd see like a man, like a past me, I'd be like, well, he's not carrying around like two exactly. like beach yeah. balls on his front. <laughs> so I'm like that. I'm like gangling the camera. <laughs> you know, it's, but it, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But I have to tell you, I'm having to cheat on running a bit. Oh, what? Are you, are you, have you started oh. doing cycling or something? No, never cycling. For uh, you. I've started doing a bit of swimming because I think this is terrible, but I've got a bit of plantar fascia, a bit, a bit of plantar fasciitis. <laughs> are you outdoors? Are you outdoor swimming then? I have done some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you can't do. In- can you do? Oh, indoor yeah, of course. Swimming? Yeah, no, I don't you're know. Right, you can't. You can't do. It. You can't do it. Yeah. Um, and anyway, but like, yeah. I'm still running. I don't think I should be, but I'm like, no, I will because because it's really bad when you wake up. But then once you get on it, it's like it's <laughs> fine. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm trying to be a bit more sensible because obviously I would, I would like to do the London Marathon this year. Um, yeah, plenty of rest, lots of swimming. Yeah. We're all fans of swimming. Don't worry, you're speaking to the right audience. We all we all enjoy a bit of uh, cross training, as I think is the technical term. But basically, just doing other stuff, yeah. which is yeah. very important. And I, I feel like cause swimming because yeah. I'm like, oh, it's really cold. I don't feel that I'm sweating or anything like that. I'm like, this is weird. I'm just like. Sorry, I realise that this is, this is a podcast. So when I do, I'm doing like loads of hand motions. Brian is swimming in the air for all our listeners. I'm, yeah. So are you are you do are you going to do the Vitality London ten thousand? Then are you, you're are you signed up to do this? Yes, I am going to do it. Yeah, I'll do it. If I have to walk it with my plantar fasci, whatever it is, I'll do that. You know, there's no. Uh, yeah, that's fine. When's that? It's May, isn't it? It's, it's May, yeah, end of May. So, so ce- celebrate you is for anyone who's not familiar with it. It's Sorry. essentially it's about it's, it's about celebrating all runners of all shapes and sizes and abilities. Yeah. Right, that's the, the idea behind it. Yeah, that was so. When we did the um, when we did the London Marathon in Narendra, the response was amazing, and we got together with uh, the lovely Penny at London Marathon events, and she was like, "How can we like carry this on?" And, and we kind of threw some ideas around and. You know, a marathon's a long way to go and it's a massive commitment. And we w- really wanted to get people that might not, you know, want to do that. Or, you know, it's about bringing in novice runners and encouraging them to get into it. So um, we were like, why don't we do it? Why don't we try and do the same with the, with the Vitality 10K? So in 2019, we had a thousand women running it in their underwear. Um, unfortunately, 2019 was the last year uh which we you know you could there was an actual race so last year we did it virtually um and so me and five of the other girls uh we went and jada we um 
we did it we did run with some underwear obviously we run with underwear on because otherwise it would be like but um we did it virtually and then this year it will be virtual again but you don't have to you don't like we we also realized that it's quite like a big thing to just like also doing it virtually there was safety in numbers do you know what I mean with the with the so it's not you don't have to run it in your underwear you can just run it but the whole point is about getting people that you know it's, it's just getting it's, it's about it's really about exercising for your mental health as well as your physical health um you know it's that tagline is run for your heart um for your head and your heart and um so yeah that's it's a lovely thing and we were really like we really wanted it to become like one of the first events that is about that really hammers home the importance of running for your mental health do you know what I mean and eventually one day I'd like there to be a kind of 10k or even a half marathon or whatever like the mental half I'm gonna call it okay mm. yeah. so if anyone's listening and wants to do this hit me <laughs> up okay uh and it's yeah. you know it's entirely for mental health and it raises money for mental health charities and you don't get like you don't have paces or anything instead you'll have people who'll be holding up things like run here if you come to you know run with me if you're nervous or run with me oh. if you want to you know like you you know you're and 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 it won't be timed. Yeah. Although I think I'd like struggle. You'd probably struggle to like find a, a place that would be, you know the way you could shut the roads for long enough. But you know, I I think where it's not about your time, it's just about taking part and getting on with it. And um, I think that would be great. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, if anyone, if, yeah, I think that would be great. I think, I think it's so. a really good idea. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Everyone, any event organisers uh, out there, get in touch. Podcast <laughs> at runnersworld.co.uk. Email. Even like a year, I'm like, oh guys, Rick, Ben, and Jane about that. Idea you stole from me. Copyright. But I think this is what I mean. Uh, with lockdown and there being no racing, I think that that's how everyone has found running to be i think that running has suddenly changed for a lot of people who were probably time driven before and were probably very serious about getting you know a certain time for a certain race and then all of a sudden they can't race so they're just going out for their runs and then they realize that running has been probably keeping them going in the background that it just but they never really looked at it in that way and then all of a sudden it's like wow this has been doing me so much good that i didn't well, realize you know, this like, whole also, time. i don't want to do damn people that do care about their times and all of that because there's you know there's something for everything but i, I want yeah. you know and i i guess people listening to this podcast are those runners who you know who perhaps uh maybe they're not i don't know like who knows it's quite a broad, yeah, it's quite a broad a range yeah. yeah 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 hopefully i hope we've got a mix <laughs> i i remember when i started training for my first marathon i was like buying runners world each month i was like get i was like sitting in the bath like yeah hill sprints <laughs> yeah come on and i was like get it was like i was like it was like i was doing method acting i was like come on get into it Bridie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I read this enough, it'll work. You know, anyone can run uh, who is lucky enough to have the use of their legs. Do you know what I mean? And um, I, uh, you know, it doesn't. You just don't have to. You know, or I'm no good at it. I'm like, there isn't. You know, it isn't about. It's just about getting yeah. out there and enjoying it. And you know, if you if I put you in a field full of like marauding cows, you'd run. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or as, yeah. you know, I don't know. So it's like, yeah. you know, we can all do it. It's just. You know, it's. I think sometimes the person that gets, you know, in our in our way is ourselves. And I think we also. Mm -hmm. I certainly had this thing that if I was going to go out and run, like, 
and I wrote a whole book about this <laughs> called Eat, Drink, Run, which was like how, you know, I just thought people were going to laugh at me and be like, go to Burger King, that's where you belong. And and the thing I've learned is that the running community is not like that at all, you know? Uh, and no one is no one is really looking at you. Everyone's just out there doing their own thing for their own reasons, you know? And if anyone does think anything when they see you running, it's like, good, good on you, you know? Get on with it. Yeah, for sure. I do get the odd bit of criticism from someone because I am a larger lady. I do often get e- emails from people saying, you're, you know, what are you doing? Your knees are going to give in. And, you know, if you don't lose weight, you're going to get diabetes. And I'm like, I don't understand right. why you're e- emailing me because I'm like, I'm out there exercising three or four times mm. a week. Like, what is it you're doing here? Like, what, what do what you do want? Do you want? <laughs> like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, also, I. If unless that unless that that message is from like doctor whoever professional person of medicine like not not well, big day big on Dave, Twitter the or life of big is, Dave. Like. like I remember just before my own ma- my first marathon uh, someone cut, they'd gone they was gone and photocopied printouts and they'd obviously gone to the like local library and found news cuttings of all of the people that had like died running marathons and they'd photocopied them and then they posted them to me and were like this is and you know I just thought wow what is it about what is it about larger people exercising that people find well what is it just about larger people full stop that people find so offensive you know like I I have a right as just as much right to be out there doing exercise as anyone else, just because I, you know, just because I'm not breaking records or, you know, I don't, for me, it's not about being the fastest or the strongest. It's about being the most content, you know, and being able to breathe sometimes, you know, for me, it's just that, you know, when everything seems too much and, uh, and I, I hope that in some small way I, you know, fly the flag for, larger people and you know the benefits of exercise and i you know i uh, i think um it's a uh, it's really important it's such a crucial thing for our well-being and um yes yeah, so when anyone tries to sort of discourage me from it i just think get in the sea Bryony, thanks so much for for coming on the the Runners World podcast. It was amazingly entertaining and enjoyable to speak with you. So thank you. Yeah, this is so fun. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm sorry I couldn't give you any tips on how to run faster. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Thanks very much to our guest Bryony Gordon and to you, of course, for listening. You can subscribe to three issues of Runners World for just five pounds. Head to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. The Runners World podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK and click subscribe. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you again next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.